now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out My time, my time None of you people can tell me to stop This time, like the last time You better get ready to race to the top I'm ready to do this Show you what the truth is I step on the field, it's time to get real I'm feeling so ruthless Hey guys, Jamie here and welcome to another awesome episode of Mindset with Muscle. Now, we're continuing on with chapter two of the Mindset with Muscle audiobook. This chapter is all about habits and routines. And as you probably already know now, habits and routines are one of the most vital things for achieving success. Enjoy. Chapter two, habits and routines. Every day we build habits in our brains. Some are good and have a positive impact on our lives. Some of them are bad and have a negative impact. You need a routine in order to build a habit. So without a routine, you'll find it hard to develop any new habits you want to acquire. In fact, it's hard to maintain a routine without forming habits. But that's not all you need. Take going to the gym, for example. You can set up a routine that enables you to go to the gym three times a week by penciling it into your diary and making sure you go there. But that doesn't mean that you will either continue to do it or actually enjoy doing it. What makes habits so important when it comes to fitness is, of course, that they are repeated regularly. And what's more, they start to happen subconsciously. When is the last time you consciously thought, mirror, signal, maneuver when you were driving? Wouldn't it be great if your health and fitness habits were like that? What if you subconsciously reached for the right foods and exercised every day without any effort? Well, I'm telling you it's possible, as this is what I do now myself. In the first chapter, we talked about defining the problem. And the most common problem is usually to do with the current bad habits that people have in their lives. If you can start to build a routine based on good habits, you will find that as you begin to feel better and maybe lose weight, you will become more motivated to keep to it. And the habits of eating healthily and exercising will become easier. Breaking bad habits. A bad habit can be very difficult to get rid of, especially if you've had it for a number of years. Ingrained daily habits are usually performed subconsciously, so that most of the time you are not even aware that you are doing them. Take the habit of biting your nails, which is a common one. The solution is often to paint your fingers with a bitter-tasting liquid. You only realise how often you've been doing this when you find yourself with a horrible taste in your mouth several times an hour. What the bitter solution does is to act as a trigger. You begin to associate biting your nails with this horrible taste, and this provides a powerful motivation for you to stop. This is a useful way to look at bad habits and think about what would motivate you to stop them. Some people have even been known to give their friends money to look after, which must be paid over to a cause they actively oppose if they don't keep up their exercise targets. Bad habits can stand in the way of making changes in many ways. Physically, eating too little and exercising too much can be just as damaging as the opposite. Bad mental habits such as constant self-criticism and always focusing on the negative aspects of any situation make it much harder to improve your routines and your environment. See chapter 3. What I'm not saying is that you've got to go out and give up everything. The simple logic of reduce or remove is a much better recipe for success. Reduce the habit, but if you find you can't, then remove it completely. But try reduction first. People sometimes find that the minute something is banned, they end up wanting it more than they ever did in the first place. 
tackling bad habits one at a time by this method is far more effective. I still indulge in a few bad habits on a weekly basis. I'm prepared to admit that my love for Skittles and vodka probably doesn't help with my overall fitness goals. But as in general, my healthy living habits by far exceed these two bad ones. There's not too much damage done. Creating new habits. Patience is the key when it comes to creating new habits. The problem is often that people are very, very impatient. But habit change isn't something that happens in a couple of weeks. You are looking at something like 65 to 70 days in succession of performing a new action before it starts to become more of a subconscious habit. Good habits, once established, are just as hard to break as bad habits. Robert Puller What we need to do is exploit our triggers. Every day we have hundreds of triggers that remind us to do things. These triggers have been shaped by the routines and rituals that we have adopted over the years. A typical morning sequence of triggers might go like this. Alarm. Trigger. Wake up. Trigger. Brush teeth. Trigger. Go downstairs. Trigger. Switch on TV, radio. Trigger. Have breakfast. Trigger. Read news. Trigger. Get dressed. Trigger. Grab wallet and keys. Trigger. Start car. Trigger. Drive to work. You can create reminders for new habits by pinning them to your current daily habits. I like to call this habit hacking. All you need to do is make a list of the number of things that you do every day without even thinking about it. Here is part of my list to get you started. Brush teeth. Make breakfast. Check mobile phone. Any of these activities will be a great place to start a new habit and this is how to do it. Starting my new habit. In front of where I stand to brush my teeth, I put a note on the wall that read, what are the three things that you are grateful for today? Now, what happened is every time I brushed my teeth, I saw this simple reminder and I thought about three things I felt thankful for. It was often my job, my daughter, or something that was really going well in my life, perhaps training. Within a few weeks, I no longer needed the note to remind me to think about these three things, as I had become conditioned to associate doing this with brushing my teeth. This new habit has enabled me to increase my daily happiness first thing in the morning, which in turn helps me to have a more positive and productive day. And it all started with a little note by my toothbrush. This is a pretty simple new habit, though, and not all habits are as easy to create. It can be much harder to adopt a more challenging habit, such as exercising regularly. With a habit that is more difficult to adopt, you have to understand how habits are formed and make them easier. In his book, The Power of Habit, Charles Duhigg explained in detail the process involved in abandoning an old habit and adopting a new one. Everyone has their own cues or triggers for particular habits. Sitting down in front of the television after work can be the cue for people to overeat. Dipping into snacks without really being aware of how much they are eating, or to crack open a few beers, which would certainly stand in the way of your fitness goals. If you can understand your own triggers, you have a better chance of controlling them. The routine is the action you are performing at the time when you are practicing your habit. The reward is the pleasure you get from your habit. Aren't Pringles wonderful? What's not to like about a cold beer? This pleasure reinforces your behaviour. Having a beer makes you feel good. Biting your nails makes you feel less stressed. Once you start to analyse what your rewards are and write them down, 
you can work out ways to adapt your routines so they don't trigger bad habits and in fact become the basis of good habits. You will need to do a bit of experimentation to make it work for you. Could you sit down in front of the television after your meal so you won't be hungry enough to snack? Or could you have some healthy superfood snacks to hand instead of snacks filled with crap? Here are two routines that entail good habits. Habits that have a positive impact on my life when it comes to keeping in shape and feeling good. Morning routine. Cue. My alarm goes off. Habit. Switch off alarm, get my clothes on and go out for my power walk. Reward. Feel fired up for the rest of the day because I've had exercise and time to think. I've made this habit so much easier by doing what I call setting yourself up to win. Before I go to bed, I lay my walking clothes out ready for the morning. I also download an audiobook or a podcast that I really want to listen to, as this adds to the positive triggers. I put my trainers out ready by the door and make sure my headphones, water and morning supplements are ready in their usual place so I can just grab them. All this means that when I wake up, I can just get up and go, and it stops me from creating some excuse in my head, turning over and going back to sleep. Cooking routine. Cue. Mealtime. Habit. Get scales out and log on to my phone calorie counter. Reward. Healthy food that I enjoy, but that has been measured and managed in line with my goals. I had a friend over and at breakfast time he saw me following my routine of getting my scales out and logging onto my calorie counter while I was talking to him. My friend doesn't really exercise much, nor does he really care about what he eats. And he said to me, do you always weigh your food? I looked at the scales and I looked at him and said, I guess I do. What was fascinating to me is that I had obviously been doing this for so many years that I actually do it almost unconsciously, without even thinking about it. Most people wouldn't consider this normal, but for me, food preparation is the trigger to weigh my food. This habit, however, has ensured that I've hit all my calorie and macronutrient targets without having to think about it too much. Common mistakes. Changing too much at once. This happens a lot. You decide that it's time you got yourself into shape and what do you do? You try to change all your habits at once. You go to the gym four to five times a week when you've never been before. You start eating foods that you don't normally eat or even like. You stop socialising with your friends. All in all, you spend too much time trying to get into shape and not enough time with your family. This is far too much for your brain to take all in one go. You might be able to keep up for it for a few weeks, but eventually the new regime will begin to slide and you'll find yourself back in your old habits. Such false starts are all too common with people trying to lose weight, as they are suddenly emotionally connected to the effort they are making and they are looking for a quick fix. The reality is that there are no quick fixes, and this is the flaw in a lot of extreme diets and exercise regimes that are out there. If you follow the system, you will get the results. But these plans do not train you in new habits. They just teach you to follow a singular course of action and for this reason are doomed to failure. Most people are really only able to commit to one or two big habit changes at a time. It takes so long to turn a new action into a habit and incorporate it into a routine that you need to choose changes that you can put into practice consistently. Keep it simple. A lot of people look for the secrets of success in absolutely everything they do. They want to get results fast, change their lives, etc, etc. And that's precisely their problem. When you overcomplicate things, not only do you end up feeling inadequate or unmotivated, but you actually get far worse results. 
I could write the most effective nutrition plan in the world for a client, one that made sure that they hit all their macronutrient targets for the day, achieved the ideal balance between proteins, fats and carbs for their goals, and gave them the perfect calorie range for the best possible fat loss. But if what I gave them was not enjoyable, maintainable, and something they can still be doing a year from now, then despite the effectiveness of the plan, it would not be the right one for them, and I would have been wasting their time and mine. If you start off by understanding your current good and bad habits, identifying which ones might need a little tweak here and there, changing things a little at a time through tiny steps, then your plan will yield better results than one which is more rigorous and demanding. Bad for business. Not understanding consumer habits can be bad for the profits and growth of a business, especially when it comes to service-based offerings and solutions. Too many businesses focus on trying to give the customer everything. This sounds to them like a fantastic plan, because if the customer has everything they need, they have no reason to look elsewhere. There's a phrase that a lot of information and communication businesses swear by, which is, content is king. To me, that is simply wrong. The phrase should be, usability of content is king. Of course, it's important to have great content, but if there is too much of it, people are just overwhelmed. They switch off, and then they don't achieve anything. Paralysis by analysis again. This is all down to the way our brains work, as I'm going to demonstrate now with a little thought experiment. Suppose I ask you for recommendations for three songs to play in the car right now. You have 10 seconds to do it. I'm ready, steady, go. The chances are that you would struggle just to blurt out three songs as you have been spoilt for choice. Now, say I asked you a more specific question. Recommendations for three Michael Jackson songs in 10 seconds. This will be a lot easier as I've cut down the options and reduced the stress. If you make things simpler, give people less choice. Does you can have any colour as long as it's black ring any bells? And focus on one or two key components. The consumer will not only be able to achieve more of what they intended, but they will get into the habit of using information that you are offering a lot more quickly. You have only to look at the sparseness of Amazon's checkout page. The average person has only a 7-second attention span when they're online, and Amazon doesn't want to distract them in any way from making a payment. So whether it's weight loss or business milestones you are trying to achieve, don't overcomplicate things. Concentrate on one or two factors that will really make a difference. Keep on keeping on. What a lot of people do is set unrealistic goals for themselves, creating a lot of unnecessary pressure. Take dieting, for example. People tell themselves that they're not going to eat this and they're not going to eat that, then they go out and get carried away and end up eating precisely what they promised themselves they wouldn't. Then they despair, think that they fail completely and give up. What they fail to realise is that one slice of chocolate cake is not going to impede your progress towards your goals, any more than one missed workout will. If you overdo the calories on one day, remember, it's just one day. You can reduce your calorie intake slightly over the next few days so that by the end of the week you'll be hitting the same target as if you'd not eaten the cake. Another reason that people give up too soon is that they don't recognise how far they've come. Someone might be distressed to find themselves still £10 off their target weight, completely overlooking the fact that they are now £20 lighter than they were six months ago. Surely a cause for celebration and keeping up the good work rather than giving up. Progress above perfection. We spend a lot of time searching for the perfect body, the perfect job, and the perfect business. But so often our concept of what is perfect is based on what other people are thinking and doing. 
it's all too easy to look at someone else's life and think how much better yours would be if, say, you had a body like them. The fact is you are not like them. In the unlikely event that I was able to cut off your head and stick it on their body, you would find that you couldn't sustain that body for very long because you are not that person and you don't have their habits and mindset. The same applies in business and in life. How you perceive the world is unique to you, so in making changes you need to consider your habits and your goals. My habits and routines are based on my current goals and it's important for me, as a bodybuilding competitor, to keep progressing in the gym and raising the bar with my nutrition and training. It would be pointless to adopt my goals and routines if, as are most people, you are only aspiring to be leaner and have visible abs on the beach. If this is your goal, then trying to be perfect in what you are doing day by day is the worst thing you can do. If you have a lot of weight to lose, then guess what? It's going to take a long time. And that's why it's a good idea to focus on your existing routines and habits. That way, it will be a lot easier to make your positive changes as automatic as possible. Summary. You will be much more successful in your progress towards your goals if you can turn conscious actions into subconscious habits. Don't try to do too much at once. Make small changes, and as these become habits, you can move on to new things. You are aiming for progress, not perfection. Don't let one cream cake or missed training session derail you. Beware of too much choice. My challenge for you. Identify one bad habit you'd like to get rid of. Identify one good habit you'd like to adopt. Tweet me at GrenadeJ and let me know your plans. None of you people can tell me to stop. Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. Hand over my heart. I do this for my town. I do this for my crowd. So turn me up real loud.